Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to episode 178 of the Jingaming Podcast. I'm your host, as always, Tyler, and joining me, we have my good friends. We have Colonel Gables. What's up, buddy? Oh, man, doing fine. Long work week. Got back on after a week of vacation and stuff. But I'm happy because I have Pokemon Sun and Moon. Thank you. <laughs> awesome. Congratulations. Yeah. I have one of those games. Um, also joining us, if you did not hear, we have Jake. What's up, buddy? How you doing? Hello, hello. I'm doing all right. Uh, apparently, I missed a week. Didn't didn't know it. <laughs> uh, trying to find work again. Uh, got laid off. Ugh. And in the meantime, Sucks. playing a couple of good games. So yeah, what's well, ready to get into this? That's good. Well, why don't we jump into those good games you've been playing? Tell us about them. Well, the first game I picked up was uh, Diablo 3 Ultimate Evil Edition. And I have to sit up because lounging hurts after a long period of time for some reason. I guess because I'm in this shitty office chair. Uh, But the game itself is... Interesting to say the least, because uh, you take get put into a world where you're either you, whatever class you pick. I'm not gonna uh, say what. Uh, blah, fuck, I'm, I'm out of it right now. I got I went from awake to instantly tired in the past three minutes of recording. <laughs> That's impressive. This, yeah. this show has that fact upon people. Yeah. <laughs> But yeah, I was uh, I played a wizard character, and the with the game, no problem. Uh, powered through, uh, I want to say ninety nine percent of the game on, I want to say it was expert difficulty, which is like the third tier difficulty for some reason, out oh, of like, okay. out of like fifteen. Hmm. 
And you couldn't unlock any more difficulty levels until you got to level 70, which is a pain in the ass. Um, got all the way through the game up to the final boss for the DLC. So, not necessarily the final boss for the game. I went through the final boss of the game, no problem, without dying on max setting, the highest difficulty setting that I could. And once I got into the DLC area, it was like at 5 o'clock at night. Or 5 o'clock in the morning, I should say, because... Oh, shit. It's like, okay, uh, I'll finish this. I'll finish the main game, and then I'll go to bed, and I'll save the DLC for tomorrow. Because uh, the... Me thinking this is because the... The way the game's laid out, you go through Acts 1 all the way through 5. And not knowing how... Diablo was before the Reaper of Souls DLC. Apparently, there's only four acts in the actual game that was released, which is weird from a writing standpoint. Because typically, you have two acts, then you have the third act, the climax, where shit turns sideways, and then fourth act, uh, act four, then you have the act five as a conclusion. Mm-hmm. Well, the game ended, like I said, the game ended at Act 4. I didn't know this at the time. Uh, so, I beat Diablo, the devil, for the at the end of the game. It's like, okay, that was a weird boss fight to have at Act 4. Maybe he comes back during Act 5? I don't know. Uh, then Act 5 picks up, and it's death. Like, the, the horseman death, I should say put it simple not gonna go all through all those stupid names they have in this damn game is it the same one from supernatural no okay is i would put it closely with the death from darksiders and combine it with a little bit of the death from supernatural okay that's good it's a good combination and uh it was saying it's like okay, this is weird. I thought this is the that's the DLC bad guy. Maybe he comes back in the DLC. I have no idea. Like I'm like I'm saying, I'm this is like four four to five o'clock in the morning, and uh, get to the, all the way to the end of the fight. It's like okay, the game's easy. The game's easy. I'm level sixty nine, so I can't. Mm. <laughs> yeah, uh, max level seventy for actual base leveling. And I can't act, uh, increase the difficulty anymore. So I'm going through most of the DLC, no problem. And I get to the final boss fight. And it's like, what the fuck? It's like the difficulty shifted so freaking hard, or so fast. Like, I, I died like three times before I actually managed to beat him. And I was like, what the fuck game? It's like, you lure me into a false security when fucking, I won't say how long did I play the game, probably about 12 hours. And, uh, and bam. I'm just gonna throw a brick wall at you. (laughs) Um, and another thing I found out after the game is you can recruit followers to come with you. Uh, or you can recruit a follower to come with you. You can switch them out. You can like get a Templar. Uh, I want to 
ones. I forgot what the other ones were. Enchantress. Like Fallout, and, Fallout-esque thing where you can have a, a friend. It, yeah, Fallout meets World of Warcraft because this is from the people who made World of Warcraft. Yeah, Blizzard. Um, I was like, when I told people I didn't have a follower, it's like, what the fuck? Like, like, what the fuck? Are you nuts? It's like, yeah, I went through the entire game on the hardest difficulty setting that I could pick, and only died three times, and that, that was at the end. Fun fact: that Jake has a twelve-inch penis. <laughs> I wish it was true. <laughs> <laughs> actually 17 I'm sorry I cut, I cut you off there a little bit eh, eh, I mean I can't get penis reduction surgery but hey who needs it at that point yeah I mean it's when you're freaking uh, limping and you're not actually hurt it's kind of a pain well that's how he defeated Diablo <laughs> oh my eye he calls his penis Kanye because it's God's gift. <laughs> no, uh, what other games we we'll fucking play? Yeah, I was playing Diablo and uh, went back to Minecraft to finish up some trophies. Uh, Minecraft's Minecraft, you know, virtual Legos without the need to clean them up afterwards. Uh, I forgot what other games I've been playing. Oh, uh, went back into Final Fantasy fourteen, the MMO, and my god, that was a mistake. <laughs> Been too long? Been too long, didn't really care for it, the combat system sucks, in my opinion. Uh, I know there's people out there that love this game. Is it is it free to play yet, or is it no. still a subscription? That's why I made the biggest mistake, because you had to pay $15 a month for a subscription fee. Uh. And luckily, I'm a, quote, since I only played it like once, like three years ago, that I'm a, quote, veteran player, and I got an additional 60 days of subscription time, which kind of made the $15 a little bit worth it. But, no, oh god, this, I'm, if I didn't have people play this game with, I would rip it up. Like, the game itself, until I found people to play with, was sitting in my car for almost... Well, I've had the car a year. Yeah, for a year. <laughs> yeah, so, it's... Oh, it's ridiculous. Like, I definitely love the Elder Scrolls Online MMO way better than I do this. And I wish I could go into more detail, but I've only been playing... I'm only level 11, and in the... Final Fantasy, so I can't really... I haven't even barely touched it in the, through the eyes of the MMO, I mean. Mm. And it's like, oh god, the combat system is so shitty for an MMO. I'm That's sure... saying a lot. Yeah. Most of most don't have that great combat. Yeah. Like, I like, I'm more of a freeform MMO player. Like, I like to... Not feel weighed down by the controls, and like with Elder Scrolls, it's, uh, it's more like a Skyrim light game. So like, okay, I create my mage, I can create my warlock, or I, I'm gonna make warlock. I, I can create my warrior or rogue archer or whatnot, and uh, 
not be limited on what I can do. It's like, yes, I gain these special abilities, but for the most part, I don't have to press a button and then wait 10 seconds before I can use another ability. Yeah. It's it's ridiculous. Other than that, the game itself looks great, and it looks like a Final Fantasy game. Uh, But, God, I cannot. Like, I don't even think the people I play with are worth playing with playing this game. Oh, well. That's mean, because you play with me, so that hurts. I mean, you don't play Final Fantasy fourteen though. I, I was there in spirit, in your heart. Right. In my heart, yes. you're, you're a freaking... <laughs> <laughs> in my heart, you're playing, uh, I want to say, what was that game? Um, I forgot. Oh, Madden. Oh, yeah, that one. Yeah. yeah. You're, yeah, yeah, in my heart, you were drunk playing Madden. He's like calling me a fucking idiot. So hey, it happens. Yeah, I mean, it's whatever. So half of that statement is true. <laughs> yeah, um, we'll <laughs> we'll leave which half it is for the audience to figure out. Mm-hmm. Uh, what have you been playing? Should Tyler? be torn. Oh, what have I been playing? Um, I have actually played a few games this week. Um, been a pretty good week for video games. Uh. In the old uh, Tyler household, um, I started playing through. Uh, I, don't know, I think I might have mentioned it last week on the show, but for some reason I can't remember if I did it off air or on air. Uh, for some reason that my PS4 wasn't reading the Call of Duty Infinite Warfare disc. That's good. Um, yeah, that's awesome. So I messed, I messed around with it for like an hour and a half, like like trying to just like rebooting it. You know, that whole you know uh, definition of insanity, just doing the same thing over and over again. Um, and it wasn't working to uninstall it a few times, reinstalled it, it wasn't working. So finally I uninstalled it, reinstalled it, there was like a 9 gigabyte download, <laughs> and I stopped the download, and I deleted it, and I started to boot the game up, it worked just fine. And then after that, I it updated, updated the, or downloaded the update after that, and it still works. So I finally able to play the game, um, and it's actually pretty awesome. Uh, surprisingly, the the campaign. I've not, I've wanted to play, I play like three games online. It's not my thing. It's so whatever. Uh, Call of Duty fans of it. Call of Duty fans will probably love it. Now, Call of Duty um, fans hate it. The only reason they bought it was for Modern Warfare Remastered. That, that's true. Well, um, but I I think it. I've heard people say this, and they say it doesn't feel like a Call of Duty game. And it's a, that's true, and it's not necessarily a diss, but it's also kind of it is because it it's just a big departure of this campaign where it's it takes place pretty far in the future, and kind of the main story of it is near Halo is that, territory, uh, if, I, if I'm mistaken, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, it's a little, it's it's more a lot more space battles, a lot more you're on other moons and planets. Um, so kind of the main story of it is that you are. Uh, like so, the resources on Earth are drying up, and so they obviously they went off and they uh, terraformed other planets, and there's people that lived on that were born on Mars, and so basically a war between Mars-born people, or and Earth-born people, happen uh, break out, and there's like the people on Mars are like there's nine times more than there are Earth Earth army people. I don't know, what, I can't remember what the the names of the armies are. Um, so you're just kind of in a battle and like you're, you're just like a, you're a sergeant and then like, uh, the captain of the ship that you're, uh, protecting 
one of the missions uh, gets killed and you become the captain of the whole this whole ship and um it's it's pretty so the cool some of the cool things to do i like the story actually for a call of duty game is pretty good but for what the, some of the things i like about it is uh what one of the big things obviously is some of the space battle the space fighting when you're actually like floating in space um they do some nice ways uh, nice things where you can actually like you start going upside down and like you can twist and turn and um, it kind of gets um, messed with you a little bit, but then you just press like up on the D-pad, and it'll center you out, which is really nice. Um, and just that's fun. That's finding that's pretty actually really cool. Um, can be sometimes there's no like map, so it can be kind of frustrating at points because you're getting shot from all over the place, and it's kind of hard to find the enemies because you're in, like it's just a big black background because you're in space, and you can't really tell sometimes like who's shooting you besides like maybe a red dot on them somewhere. On the enemy, um, and also the space fighting is really, really, really good. Um, you're gonna fly a, you're gonna fly a ship and fighting and just doing some, uh, uh, was it like dog fighting? Uh, is actually quite awesome. Some of the best I've actually, I haven't played a lot of them, but probably some of the best I've, I've, I've ever played for, uh, for a game like that. Uh, and it's not just like a, a tacked on thing. It feels like they put a lot of time and effort into this and I love it and what sucks is that I, if that was an online game mode I would be I would probably play a lot more online but unfortunately you can't the online part is just like the on is on foot stuff none of the space fighting none of the ship battling nothing like that um but you do some other cool things in the game where like there's a bunch of small like 8 to 15 minute long missions you can do uh, there are side things where you can just get get resources and it hurts it hurts the uh, bad guys and it help it makes some of the other missions easier because you get better weapons and you take out some of their support uh so that's pretty it's it's all in all it's pretty cool i'm I'm liking it a lot but the cool thing is uh that you can do is um you find a weapon and it saves it and you can have it 3d printed so you can like now you just take it to any mission you can actually do like online kind of thing you build it you create a loadout um take it into online mode you can do the same thing when you go to every mission you can pick a loadout has a recommended one. Has a one you can pick out. Um, it's pretty cool. I'm liking a lot. John, John Snow's in it. Uh, he's kind of a dick, um, which is interesting. And he's, which is, you know, from the other spectrum. And the, and the planets. The game. The game looks beautiful. Uh, one of the first. The first mission in the game is you're on Europa, uh, one of the moons I believe on Saturn, uh, and it's absolutely stunning. And just some of the some of the planets you go on. Everything is like the, it's just, it's beautiful. It looks it's. It's it's very good. It's it's kind of like Destiny, almost you know, like Destiny. The backgrounds and stuff are absolutely stunning, and it, it it reminds me of that a lot from that standpoint. Just kind of the aesthetic. Um, but I'm loving it. I'm gonna keep playing through. It. I haven't finished it yet. I'm fairly close to the end. I've done all the side quests that I can do because I'm having so much fun with it and uh, the space battling. Obviously, I, I do those ones first. Cause I love. I like those um, ones the most. From what you said, it sounds like Call of Effect. Yes, um, yeah, that's true. Even some of the music in it reminds me of the Mass Effects. Uh, uh, it's there is definitely some. Uh, it, it does give some of that same feelings. Not as good, obviously, because uh, Mass Effect is Mass Effect. Um, but it kind of anything that gives me the feeling of Mass Effect. And there's even elevators that are like loading screens. It's amazing. <laughs> anything that gives me like that takes me back to Mass Effect. That's a good thing. That's not bad. That's great. That's good. Do that. And also, um, Europa is. The- is a moon of Jupiter. Jupiter? Yeah, okay. I couldn't remember if it was Saturn or Jupiter. Uh, so, yeah. 
and you go on a couple other moons too so far I've, I've only done like a few of the actual story missions like I said doing all the side stuff um, but yeah it's pretty awesome uh, I'm loving it so I'm going to continue playing that but another game that has kind of pulled my attention away from it uh, I've been picking up came out Tuesday is Watch Dogs 2 um, I've been people have been listening for a long time or if you're a fairly new listener uh, which kind of download show that we have all the new ones um, I was a supporter of Watch Dogs. Uh, I didn't, I didn't, I'm not saying I loved the game. I'm not saying it was a game of the year uh, contender or anything like that. But I thought it was deserving of, I think it's like in the low 80s or high 70s on like Metacritic. And I feel like that's a deserved um, spot for it. Uh, I liked it a lot. I, I, I liked the um, the hacking. I liked all the mechanics and it. And that's something I've been saying for, since Watch Dogs. I felt the sequel, it... it it could tie it, it can do that and build upon it and be much, much better game, much like Assassin's Creed was with Assassin's Creed 2. Um, to big, take that big leap. And I feel like they did it in, in Watch Dogs 2. This game is also um, fantastic. Um, so, well, it, it seems like they took all the complaints of Watch Dogs 1, uh, where it was kind of, it was just super serious. Um, it was, it was kind of a blah kind of game. Um, as far as like just like the character and the, the enemies and all that to so the side characters now, outside of like they made fun of dead mouse in this like weird stretch of uh, uh, story missions in the first game that was actually really funny and I like that and I think a lot of people did like that and so they kind of took that and ran with it uh, where I feel like in Watch Dogs 2 um, so the character you play as and his group of friends in dead sec uh, the, the dead sec is basically the anonymous of that game that game world um, basically there's like these evil corporation, um, that is like taking all your information. Like it's supposed to be like an online community. Everything's ran through like this one company and they're supposed to be, uh, you can't hack them. You can't take them over all this. And they're actually taking all your information. They're selling it to like health insurance, uh, people. And like they can check how many times you order pizza or buy McDonald's or whatever. Or they just, they, they basically track everything that you do. Um, so, uh, basically what Dead Sec is trying to do is they're building, what's kind of the main thing of the game so far, I've only like six or seven hours in, is you're building up followers, and you want them to, uh, the more follow you're, you're trying to build up these followers, and basically they give you access to their information, and you're going to use that to take them, take down the, these bad guys, um, and you're doing things that, and you're also taking down other crappy people at the same time. Uh, so, like, one of the things, uh, one of the first missions you actually do is, I don't know if you guys remember this, happened early in the year, um, there's a piece of shit guy, a billionaire, that bought the, uh, like, a, um, a company that oh, yeah, I remember. owns the rights to, uh, oh, fuck, what like, was it? the EpiPens? No, I don't think it was EpiPens. Uh, EpiPens was one, like, they, someone raised the price, like, it was, like, some anti-cancer medic. it was, like, some ca- uh, anti-cancer medication. I think that one just happened recently. This is actually, that's that. There's actually multiple ones of these cases, but this yeah. um, that this was uh yeah. I think I'm pretty sure. I feel I feel pretty positive it was EpiPens, or at least it was one of them. But basically, um, this guy bought the company that owns them, and he jacked the price up like four or five hundred percent, and pissed a lot of people off. And he's like the most hated man uh, for a long time there. No, um, I think his, the reason why he did it was to get more people to make more uh, generics. No, I have no idea. I, I, I don't, don't. I don't know. I'm not defending anyone because I don't have all the information. So. I don't either. I just, I just know that for a long time this guy was hated. Oh yeah, definitely. Um, and then he also came. 
So the Wu-Tang Clan made an album um, earlier in the year as well and only sold one copy and it was anonymous, like a bidding thing. Huh. And it come to find out uh, a few months later, this, this is the same guy that uh, bought the company for the EpiPens and raised the price up. Also, put, uh, um, the, the one and only copy of Wu-Tang Clan album huh. so nobody else can hear it. Uh, so one of the missions you do is you actually um, go talk to Bobo, oh God, Bobo Drake or Bobo Derek, whatever I can't remember what it's called. What's his name? But the name of rapper, and the, there's there's this character that's making fun of the the, the billionaire. Um, and he's a huge fan. He wants to buy the the one and only version of that game. So you actually make a a, a soundboard of the rapper, and you trick him into donating. Uh, he thinks he's buying the one and only copy to the album. And he ended up donating $20 million to leukemia. Because in the, in the game, he jacked the price of cancer medicine. Um, mm. And like another, like another stretch of missions you're doing, like you're taking down Scientology. But it's not called Scientology. It's called the New Dawn. Um, it's just funny. I, 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 I like this more than I think of one of Grand Theft Auto or any open world games. One, the hacking is really good. The, that whole mechanic is still a lot of fun. They've upgraded on it. You get some cool gadgets. You get like a, a drone. You get this like RC a card that can actually help you hack things and like I've done the entire missions without even going in sneaking inside the buildings or the area I need to go into I just sent my RC card in there and I moved around I hacked everything and left without anybody knowing I was there and it's pretty cool that way um but uh like, like I said the humor is really good I, I feel like it speaks more to kind of me and kind of the online kind of community which is some of the jokes in there uh it makes a lot of like there's a whole conversation about uh Star Wars nah. which is really cool uh they get like in a whole like uh, one of the main like one of the characters compares him to like Han Solo when he's like uh, I can't remember he's like I'm more of a Lando kind of guy and they have a whole conversation about things and it's just a lot of that a lot a lot of jokes a lot of like like we like off like you walk by somebody and make a comment and it's just like it's just like a one line little thing and it's like I, I get the reference to that and it's just the whole thing is funny San Francisco it's a really cool city they built um, they, the gameplay is fine. Uh, I think it's weird that it, it bugged me in the first game, especially in this one where like the big thing is you're building a community of people to back you, and at the same time you're going around and murdering a bunch of people. Um, so that's weird. Uh, you're basically asking a bunch of people to back you, um, even though you're like I'm murdering hundreds of people. Which I'm actually trying to go through the game without killing anybody. Uh, I, you get a stun gun, and I've been using the stun gun as much as I can, uh, just because I feel like the the uh, it doesn't make sense with the character. Uh, it's just weird to me. But um, overall, I, like, I'm going to keep playing it. I'm loving this game quite a bit. Uh, the characters, everything about it. So I'm going to keep playing it. Uh, I love it. Uh, if you guys are interested in it at all, if you like Watch Dogs 1, uh, or like interested in Call of Duty, both Dogs, these games are great. Uh, I might pick it up if you answer this one question, and I'll okay. like your answer. Is the driving mechanics in Watch Dogs 2 better than they were in 1? Um, I honestly don't remember. It's fine. It's not bad. I don't think. Uh, it's no better or worse than any other open world Is it, uh, game I play. Does it feel like you're driving a heavy ass bumper car? No. Uh, I mean, if you're driving a big ass van or something, yeah, or a truck, that's it. But I, I don't. Know. I, I think it feels fine. Um, I really don't. You know, you can fast travel to like any store you want or any. You could basically fast travel to any location outside of like where the mission is. So, but so I'm, I'm I'm mainly just fast traveling, 
and then I drive for like 30 seconds to get the location. Okay, see, I like that. I don't think the first Watch Dogs had that. Uh, they had fast traveling, but it was only like for certain, like most open world games, there are certain locations you can fast travel to. This one, there's like 30 or 40 like fast travel locations. So even like if the mission, like you can't you can't fast travel to the mission, which is kind of weird. Um, you fast travel to like a shop that's 40 meters away. So, or like a couple hundred meters away, which you just walk, or you can just steal a car and drive over there. Right yeah. It's good. Uh, I'm loving it. Uh, I also picked up Pokemon Moon. came out today. Today is Friday for us. I have played 35 minutes of it. I haven't even got my starter Pokemon yet, so I will not talk about it. But luckily, we have a man here that probably can talk about that. Gable, hey. buddy. <laughs> the game has been out for less than 12 hours, and he's put 25 hours into it. <laughs> it's very impressive. Oh, that's a lie. But anyway, sarcasm aside. It's not a lie. It's a joke. <laughs> But anyway, it's also the truth. I played a little bit of it. Like I, I've probably played around the same amount of time that Tyler has, like around half an hour. <laughs> Got my Pokemon. Is that in uh, one game? Yeah. Okay. Yes. Yes. And for everyone listening, yes, I bought both versions. I mean, she's that's what I do. Why? Because I want to. <laughs> it's like a tradition dating back from the original Red and Blue. And, and to be fair, though, for you, you played the shit out of those games. Yes. You definitely get your money's worth. I definitely Maybe do. Like X and Y, you put like 80 hours into both of them. Oh, no. <laughs> 80 hours, I think. In, no, it was actually 60 hours inside uh, X and like 200 and something in Y. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, those games have a lot of legs. Have a lot of leg, like, uh, in content and stuff for me to go through. So, I am probably going to be in it for the long haul, safe to say, for <laughs> Sun and Moon. <laughs> To put it lightly. The rest of the year. But, uh, yeah, I did end up choosing my Pokemon. I got a little Rowlet. That little that Owl. The Grass Owl Pokemon. I Starting with Pokemon Sun. Because I really like the daytime sort of mechanics. And also, I kind of like the idea of playing the game, which is constantly just daytime. But, what I can notice already from the first half an hour is it's just a bunch of stuff that just feels different but at the same time it just feels really refreshing and it just feels like exactly like how a Pokemon game generally is but I haven't done any type of battling yet all I could say is yeah the graphics look fine it is definitely the best looking Pokemon game I've played <laughs> obviously so far so other than that though that's pretty much it for like Pokemon Sun I mean for other games I've been playing I've played a little bit more of like Persona 4 Dancing All Night for the Vita I've decided to try to attempt to try to get the Platinum for that game I've got like about 81% of it done nice. and that's just the thing though the game is really fun It's it's whenever I play specific types of uh, music rhythm games, I really want to go through and see if I can complete them if I can. And so I've went through the entirety of the easy mode, got uh, the equivalent to perfect in this game. It's called King Crazy. Where King Crazy is basically a perfect without making any type of mistakes on a track. Like I said, I've gotten perfect scores throughout the entire tracks for like uh, the easy mode. The normal mode I'm working on, I still got about seven or eight tracks left in order to do so. And it can get difficult when uh, the rhythm starts increasing a bit, especially with the difficulty of specific tracks, how fast they can go, and all this stuff. 
Plus, you got to multitask with at least a couple different variations. Like, you can flick the control, the little right analog stick to try to do some extra, like, extra, like, uh, beats or whatever, whenever it calls for it. It's signified by this gigantic, like, blue line or whatever, multicolored line or something that just uh, appears whenever you have to uh, just hit the note in, tune, like in time and stuff. That's just the thing about uh, Persona 4, Dancing All Night. It's it's a simple rhythm game, but at the same thing, it's 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 sort of set up to where, like, the left side of the screen is focused upon the directional pad, so, like, up, left, and down is, like, one set, and then the right side of the screen is, like, triangle, circle, and X, or cross, where you have to go ahead and hit the buttons in tune, like, how you would certain other rhythm games, like Theat Rhythm, Final Fantasy, or even, like, to a more simpler one like Dance Dance Revolution in that type of exp- in that type of respect. I'll have to say is the the story mode and stuff. Obviously, I loved a lot of that. I loved a lot of like uh, the different types of characters and stuff. I've bought like all the little costumes, all the little accessories and stuff, and I've actually put in uh, quite a bit of time into it. I've put at least around twenty five hours now into the game, so. It's it's probably one of the best Vita games I've played because it just has so much like replayability. I am I love the tracks. I love how I can decorate and like customize certain things about certain characters from that that game. And well, that's pretty much it right there. That's all I've been playing <laughs> for this week. All right. Can I, can I point one thing out? That's kind of I thought it was kind of funny. Um. In Pokemon Sun and Moon, uh, your mom actually has her own room. <laughs> <laughs> For the first time ever in a Pokemon yeah. game. I didn't notice yeah. that. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah. People on the internet were going crazy about that earlier. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah. Damn, it I like... thought I was the first one. Damn it. Yeah. No, but, uh, yeah, it's like apparently she never had her own room before. It's like, I figured she didn't need it until, or she needed it up until the kid was 10. Because the team, yeah. that because the kid never showed back up. <laughs> yeah, he just never came home. Could be dead. She don't know. Yeah, so she just took over his room. That was my justification for it. Yeah, so I'll sleep in the couch for ten years. Yeah, <laughs> eh, it's no big deal. I know this. I know this asshole wants to be a Pokemon trainer anyway. Yeah, I'll just bring one. But in the early goings, though, they at least mentioned the father at least a little bit or something. But that was like for a specific like like adventure book or something that I think that your dad gives you or something like that, but like in the traditional fashion and stuff, you don't really hear too much about the father figure. It's just you and your mom inside this house or something like that, just starting your adventure. It was only like Ruby and Sapphire that actually delved into it a little bit further, having your father be like a gym leader and all that shit, but... Oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah. Forgot about that. Um... But speaking of, let's stick with Pokemon. For news, it's pretty much a, it's pretty much all Nintendo. Uh, Yay. And yeah, Justin's not Jake's here. <laughs> Justin's not here. This is the second time like, this, when the Switch was announced and then this. Like, this is a Justin week, and he's not here. Um, he's probably heartbroken right now. Um, see, he's so mad he actually went to Jack's house and he destroyed something. Hey, he destroyed my iPod, that son of a bitch. He destroyed my iPod. That's how mad he is right now. 2,000 miles away. With mind bullets. Uh, that's telekinesis, Gables. Oh. Uh, but anyways. Yep. <laughs> Poke- uh, so speaking of Pokemon, uh, 
some rumors came out today. I don't know how we're going to tackle all this because a lot of it ties in together, but it's different. I don't know. Well, I think I'll just go through. Let's just I'll start at the answer. synthesis of it all, the beginning. Yes. All right. So a lot of news came out. Um, a lot of leaks and rumors are coming out this week about the Switch and games and prices. Uh, I think we're going to go with. Um, I think we'll just go one by one. Um, so first up. Uh, kind of, I think probably the biggest one that ties in kind of what we're talking about this week is uh, apparently there is a, Poke- a third Pokemon Sun and Moon game in development, codenamed Pokemon Stars, that is coming to the Switch. Uh, it's supposed to launch sometime in 2017. Uh, sounds like it is the majority of it is done. Um, it's going to be up-res to HD, um, but overall the game is going to be the same. And uh, there'll be, but well, the world's supposed there's rumors that there could be more Pokemon in the game because apparently I didn't know this. Today, but not all the Pokemon made it into uh, Pokemon Sun and Moon. Uh, what, are, what are you guys? Uh, what are you guys thinking on this one? Well, what do you think, Jake? I'm gonna start no, with you I'm first. Last... No, right, what do you think, Tyler? <laughs> Damn, take a take a drink of my beer. Um, I, I I don't know. I, I when I first heard the news, I was kind of like, <laughs> as like someone who just bought Pokemon Moon, I'm just like, fucking really? Um, like I don't know it. At the same time, uh, for personally, it doesn't do a whole lot for me. Now, mainly because I got Pokemon Moon right now. Maybe if it comes out next late next year, maybe I'll be Jones in front of the Pokemon game and I'll pick it up. I don't know. Yeah, um, I mean, what if uh, you could put your moon in the Switch whenever, or around the time Stars comes, or quote Stars comes out? That's the most thing about too is if I was able to transfer over anything with Pokemon Bank, all that, uh, or saving save data, whatever. Uh, that one that wouldn't do a whole lot for me either. I would like to first start uh, start fresh, um, but I, I think this is a great step in the right direction. Something people have been talking about for twenty years now is a real Pokemon game on a Nintendo console. And that console. was my hold off for buying a Wii U too, because that was the, what I wanted. Like, I yeah. didn't really care for anything else. But give me a Pokemon game similar to Coliseum or a traditional Pokemon game. Yeah, and I'll do it. I'll buy it. This definitely feels like a step in the right direction, and I mean, it's a game that so many people want. It's it's probably the biggest, easiest money maker Nintendo. I don't want to say easiest, but as far as like a surefire home run would sell ten million copies or ten million consoles, whatever you want to say, a Pokemon game on a home console would be it. I think uh, it would. I would sell more than a Zelda game would do. It'd sell more than a Mario game would do. I don't care what anybody says. Uh, that would be it. And this is a step. I mean, this isn't the bit. This doesn't sound like it'd be the big one, but it's definitely a you know, it's it's there. It's a taste. The taste of what that drug that we want so badly. Um, so that that you know, I don't know. I mean, I'm it, I'm not like pumped for it, but I I I, I like where it could lead to maybe a few years down the road. Yeah, definitely. Uh... I probably won't be picking up a Switch Day One, and if Stars come, or since I can't purchase a uh, 3DS or Pokemon Sun or Moon as of now, it might be something I'll be waiting for. Yeah. Uh, since and typically the in my opinion, somewhat sometimes uh, the third variation of the game is sometimes the best. Oh, usually like, is yellow crystal. I and... see. Or 
I didn't really care for yellow. Yellow felt like it was missing too too many Pokemon for me. Um, Crystal was good. Uh, Emerald was okay. I liked the Battle Frontier. Um, God, what else was it? But yes, uh, it might be good. Like I hope it's something that the Nintendo consoles need and hasn't had in nearly twelve years. Yeah. What about uh, you, Gables? Oh, yeah. sorry. No, go ahead. I was going to call it Gables, too. So, Chirp. Chirp, chirp. Gables is not here, apparently. Yep. Uh, well, poop. So, how about them Knicks, huh? Yeah. I think they're like Uh-oh, three man. and eight. Um, not doing well. <laughs> uh, You know what? We'll move on, and we'll come back to Gables when he comes back. Oh, it's just that. Hard at it. Alright, um, so, actually we'll jump into another one, sticking with the Switch, uh, a couple of their games, or one other game that was uh, rumored to come out with the same uh, article uh, for the Switch launch is uh, Mario RPG, uh, it is, um, <laughs> so finally we're getting a sequel to Mario Super Mario uh, RPG from the Super Nintendo, it's 20 years in the making, this one is being called, um, co- the, this is the uh, work in progress name. Mario RPG colon uh, Invasion of the Rabbids. And this will be available at launch. It is going to be a tie-in game. With, or not a tie-in game, but it's going to be uh, a uh, coming together. Uh, the, the raving Rabbids um, from every other fucking Nintendo launch game. Uh, with Mario RPG. Uh, this uh, is pretty fucking weird if you ask me. Uh, one of the weirder... Um, combinations of uh, uh, two different game games that I can think of. Uh, I, I don't. I, I don't. I mean, I'm, not, I'm trying not to cast too much of judgment because we don't really know anything about it, or if this is even true. Uh, I just, I'm kind of like, <laughs> I don't know what to say about it. What about you guys? Yeah, it's definitely a weird. I don't. Or, or I want to call you out off live. Uh. Typically, with the show notes, we have links to the documents, yes. and the only thing we had a link for was the Pokemon Stars slash uh, for the or quote stars for the Switch. And there's no link, so it's like it's kind of kind of annoying. Not well, typically people look at the show notes before the show starts, and then they. Uh... I, I did like, and I couldn't find any. I tried to find links for. This stuff, and I couldn't. Yeah, I I had to do it on my phone at work as I as I was reading about them, so I wouldn't forget them, and I just didn't I go on and make links like I usually do. Alright, uh, wasn't saying anything bad. I'm saying normally we do, and it was kind mm-hmm. of a pain in the butt. But yeah, it's definitely we- sounds weird. Uh, but who knows? Maybe it'll do well for them. I have no idea. I'm not a Mario RPG fan. Or a Raving Rabbits fan? I didn't know there was any fans for Raving Rabbits. Other than that, like the Wii launch one. Yeah, I mean, it's weird. I, I know a couple people that actually bought the game, and I was like, really? <laughs> it's like, why? I, I, I remember playing Why don't you get Mario Party? Maybe Mario Party 4 if you can find it. I mean, I mean, they're buying a Wii game, and it's like, I'm just getting yeah. Mario Party. 
Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. It, it's, it's weird. It's a little yeah, it's, Gable, it's are, a you, are you game. back? Yeah, I'm here. All right, cool. Uh, couple questions for you. What are your thoughts of Pokemon Stars? Not surprised. Correlates with some earlier rumors suggesting that uh, a new Pokemon game would be releasing within the first six months of the Switch, launching in March of uh, 2017. But other than that, though, I'm really kind of surprised that they would try to release one so soon. But this, But at the other end of the table, it's like, Hey, Pokemon's a big franchise. It's one of the biggest that Nintendo has other than Mario and Zelda. So it makes sense to have like a, a Pokemon game available within the first year, at least, of their new console release. So, yeah, yeah that's... <laughs> for me, it feels like, what going what you said, uh, for me, it feels like, okay, this would be the switch, this would be the, the keystone, or the key for getting people to switch because Pokemon has been traditionally a handheld game. Yep. So, it's like you can play it on, play it on the little tablet thing for the Switch or you can play, watch, play it on your TV like you could with those I don't know if anyone at here had this but uh, the Super Game Boy. Yep. For the Super Nintendo. It was fantastic. Yeah, it was. Playing Pokemon, Blue, playing Pokemon Blue and Red on the on a TV was awesome. I had the Pokemon Stadium adapter, so I could play. Um... Stadium was good too. I liked I liked Stadium's adapter. It was well. They had the uh, yeah. You could play like Pokemon Red, Blue, and Yellow with the with the adapter in the sixty four. Yeah, the only pain in the ass about it is because how fickle the transfer pack was. Whenever you try to play a game like Red, Blue, or even when you're playing Stadium two with Gold, Silver, and Crystal. Even just the slightest jolt in the damn thing would get a connection error. I mean, that always pissed me off about it. Yeah, I mean, it was wasn't perfect. It wasn't perfect games, though, but but it yeah. was good for what it was. It was same with that GameCube, that Game Boy Player and stuff. Also with the GameCube. Yeah, <laughs> never actually had that. It's but... pretty damn awesome. I got to admit. Uh, for Game Boy Advance? Yeah, yeah you, can, the, you can play the you, Game Boy Advance. You had the, like, there's like a Game Boy Game Boy Advance like giant square thing you attach it to the bottom of your GameCube. Yep. And uh, you just plug play the Game Boy Advance cartridges. It came up with its own play. boot up disc inside the game that you put in the GameCube's disc slot and then like went ahead and just uh, plug in like a, a Game Boy game like a Game Boy Color or a Game Boy Advance game and play them on your TV. It was excellent. That's cool. And then we got the Wii. Yeah. <laughs> I played games on it. It's pretty cool, I guess. Um, but moving on, let's take on some uh, Switch news. Um, Zelda. Oh, I'm sorry. Mario RPG. Uh, Gables, we didn't get your opinions on the uh, Mario RPG Invasion of Rabbids game. <laughs> okay, let me get this straight. <laughs> Mario RPG, right? But the main characters are going to be fucking rabbits. They're going to be characters in your party. That'll make a lick of They're fucking the, sense. I just want to point out, like, as much like the toads in the in the Mario RPG kind of games are awful and annoying. The uh, rabbits are ten times fucking worse. Yes, yeah, so imagine those two together. The random, they don't make any fucking sense. And if you've ever tried to play or even look at a lot of the content for Raving Rabbits, 
they had a they had a short lived Nickelodeon TV show <laughs> that that was absolutely dreadful. But that's bad. I'm open to new ideas instead of Mario RPGs, but considering that the last couple of freaking years they've come out with like really bland sort of Mario ish type of RPGs in general, I am not too excited about this. <laughs> That's a good point. I was just thinking about that Mario and Luigi Paper Jam game they made. They combined Paper Mario and the Mario and Luigi RPG games, and that was bad. I would say that it started really much with, like, let's say, Dream Team. And then even that Paper Mario, like, that uh, Paper Mario, which one was it? Sticker, Sticker Star? Stars. And then, like, working its way over. It just felt more bland. And now this type of crazy-ass idea where they're using, like, some Ubisoft, like, IP or something like that in terms of Raving Rabbids... The part of a Mario RPG. It's it's a weird. It's weird. It's things. stupid, and I think that it's just absolutely bullshit. <laughs> yeah, I don't. I hope it's not true, but I'm I'm trying my best to cast judgment on it. But I will say, going into it, I'm not feeling it. Uh, it's a you know, it's a weird thing. But um, anyways, another news: Zelda Breath of the Wild. Uh, apparently, there has been some rumor has it. A lot of rumors. Uh, there is some been a lot of issues dating back to September of uh, this year uh, that there's an issue with the localization uh, going on and that the game might not make it to launch uh, in March, which is another six months out um, due to this issue. Uh, so it, 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 there's, they think it might be a few months late, as, as late as possibly fall of uh, 2017. Um, to me, this is kind of crazy. I think there's more going on with it than just localization. Uh, I'm not going to sit there and say I know everything there is about localization, but uh, something like Nintendo that's been doing localization for a long time, uh, I feel like they should kind of have a good system on that. And you're talking, is this, there's been they, there's been an issue, apparently going to September, the game, the console launch in March. I know they never said that um, this, was coming, this was supposed to be a launch game, uh, but... It's you're still talking eight nine months. They kind of you know people a lot of people assumed and they kind of let people assume that it's gonna be a launch game, and you're talking nine months later. The, the, the localization is gonna cause that big of an issue. I think there's more going on to it. I think what it is is I think it's fair to say this is probably Nintendo's biggest game they've ever made, Breath of the Breath of the Wild, um, and they're and this game was supposed to come out in 2015, mm-hmm. and now we're talking mid to late 2017. Uh, I, I think there's a lot more going on with this game than just localization issues. Well, most definitely, it has to do probably more than localization issues. They want to try to iron out and make this game as bug-free, and I'm using air quotes, and like uh, localization, like uh, stuff, doing correctly and stuff. You know, make it as perfect as possible to make sure this game is of good quality when they release it on the Switch. And to come to think of it, just thinking about that is like, okay. Thinking about that and also them trying to release a Wii U version, I'm just kind of wondering if they're just scrapping the whole aspect of a Wii U version, to be perfectly honest, yeah. because the the Wii U is dead. It's pretty much been dead for the last couple of years, give or take a couple of releases, but in, you know, in a nutshell, Zelda Breath in the Wild, it was supposed to come out a few years ago, but it didn't. And now we're going to be waiting a few, well, not just a few, probably another like six or nine months within the at least the first year of the launch of a Nintendo Switch 
I which would put it in the fall lineup. Yeah, it yeah. makes a lot of sense for that to be in the fall lineup. But at the same time, what the hell are they going to have at launch here? Because this was the game that was advertised. Mario RPG. Mario RPG. Yeah, Mario... <laughs> <laughs> oh god, that's a good one. But like I was saying, it's like this is the main game they've been advertising like uh, like ever since like E three this past year, and also. And also, like, uh, the whole stuff with the Switch, their first major advertising thing with that three-minute trailer was some dude playing Zelda and being portable everywhere else. So, it just makes me wonder more or less what the hell's coming out at launch besides, you know, whatever the hell that's going to be going on. So Skyrim, NBA 2K17. <sighs> who knows? Who really knows at this point? It could be just more glorified ports. But uh, there are, are some more rumors just maybe coming out next week. Who knows? Yeah. Well, there's talk that the, the new that Mario game that was shown off that we got at the, in the announced the reveal trailer for Switch is going to be the launch game. I hope so. Um, and I feel like it ha- they it has it to has be to be. It, it's a major game. The, if Mario RPG uh, the Invasion of Rabbits is your big game, it's this is going to be a worse launch than the Wii U. Because at least the Wii U had a Zombie U and a new, an actual Mario game. That's very it. true. And they don't want to botch up this fucking launch. I mean, this is the most no. pivotal console launch that they've had since the Wii. So they're taking steps at a time. They're going to have a big old fucking media blitz after their whole unveilment this January, this upcoming January 2017. And they're going to be marketing heavy for this fucking shit. So... A Mario game is a no-brainer. This has to at least have some big-named game in order to release it from. I don't care if it's a pack-in like, say, Wii Sports was for the Wii or Super Mario World was for the Super Nintendo. It's got to be a game that sells that system on its best qualities, and it's got to have the best type of gameplay and quality that will appeal to mostly everybody, which a Mario game is the most ideal way to go with it. An actual 3D Mario game? Some they haven't done since Super Mario 64. I mean, in terms of launch console stuff. I mean, yeah. I would argue Galaxy was, was on there too for the Wii, but... It wasn't a launch game, though. I mean, yeah. But, uh... Yeah, maybe just... Hopefully they have something for their lineup for launch. Uh, like, they need to hit their AAA... Or their... Triple A or indie uh, games like Zelda, Pokemon, Mario, maybe Donkey Kong. Get not maybe not at launch, but within that first month or two window. I mean, it's... yeah, which they're probably going to cover with Wii U ports, Splatoon, Smash Brothers, Mario Kart. Yeah, I mean uh, that's fun. Uh, maybe get some like uh, digital. Digital games, like, for, say, like we'd have for the 3DS or something, for, like, mobile-only games or yeah. something. Yeah. Um, and kind of speaking on going on to our, our next topic, really, with that, we can kind of just we'll switch over to that. No pun intended. Um, the, uh, uh, so, so uh, 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 I wasn't uh, actually uh, trying uh, to make uh. the pun. I just realized it. <laughs> um, but... Uh, a couple of things you're talking about, it, rumors now are with it, is that the uh, Mario Kart 
uh, 8 uh, will be coming out shortly after, within three months of the Switch um, releasing. And then the Super Smash Bros. Um, game will be coming out um, sometime in the first few months as well, it sounds like. Um, but the new rumor is, another rumor, not a new one, uh, is that the console is going to launch for around 250 bucks. There will be the, the regular one, and then there will be an additional one for $50 more, around $300. Um, and that one, the rumor for that one, as I've actually been hearing, is that they'll have a packing game um, of Splatoon. Um, and that will be in the $300 option. There might be some other things in there as well. We don't really know. Uh, that that sounds like that will be the free game or the pack-in that comes with it. And then the deluxe edition uh, Switch uh, console bundle. Huh. Um, to me, that's kind of a... I mean, unless there's some other stuff that, that's really cool that goes along with that, uh, that's kind of a myth to me. Uh, yeah, you've played uh, that a lot of Splatoon already. You don't really yeah. need it for your new console. Yeah, Splatoon's an amazing game. I love Splatoon. But I think it was my fourth... I think it's my fourth favorite game of 2015. Um, but I'm not willing to... If, I mean, if there was like a... Maybe if there's a Mario Kart 8 and Splatoon bundled together in that $300 option or whatever it's going to be. Yeah, like um, flashback bundle. Here you go. Yeah, that, that might be more enticing. Uh, unless there's some really cool stuff like comes with more um, space, more hard drive space or whatever it comes with. Um, Typically, the more expensive bundle does come with a hard Like in the past couple generations, the bigger bundle or the more expensive bundle has had more hard drive space and maybe a game, but... Yeah, well, like, the Wii U had an 8-gigabyte option, a 32-gigabyte option. And it was a separated um, thing of about $50, no, I thought I it was, uh... Yeah, it was, yeah, like, it was. 4... Was it 8 and 32? It was 8 and 32. Yep. The 8 one was, like, the, the white... Eight, which, 8... The 8 gig was also basically 4 gig. Mm-hmm. I basically, that. yes. <laughs> but it was actually a really cheaper option because uh, you could just go out and buy like I uh, you can go out and buy like a two terabyte one or something. Yeah, the fifty the fifty dollar five hundred gig uh, external capture or ex- not capture card uh, external hard drive. Yep. Yeah. So I mean, the only thing, the big thing with the deluxe edition came with uh, Nintendo Land. Um, yeah, I mean, overall though, with the pricing point, if this comes out to be true, if it's 250 or 300 or 300 or 350 but somewhere in there um i think that's a killer way to come out uh, uh nintendo's already said they won't come out they won't, they're not going to release their these at a loss which i get why they don't want to do that um no company in the right mind want to do that um but at the same time i think it's smart if it is 250 that's a great price point to come out because you're gonna come out competitive right away with um there's a lot of people right. that's about a ps4 and xbox one and the ps4 and xbox one you can regularly find for 300 bucks or you can find or 250 or 300 bucks yeah right now uh, a bunch of great games right now you can get an xbox one s for 250 mm-hmm. yeah um and I, obviously you know this is the new console it's gonna be more enticing than others but still when there's people that are going out that don't have any of the new consoles and they're gonna look at like oh they're all about the same price point and or if these if, if the the switch came out and it was a hundred dollars more than the current ps4 and xbox one it's like these games already have three, four years of uh, a library behind it. They're going to go with that one. And the games, and get, the games are cheaper now. And get, yeah, four of the games that they couldn't get on the new Switch. Yeah, so coming out at 250 300 or whatever it's going to be, 
like in that price range, it, it, that would be uh, the perfect price point, I think, um, and a realistic price point um, as could be. Uh, what, what about you guys? I think it'd be closer to 300. Like I'm thinking 300, 350. That's what I'm thinking too, yeah. Um, but because 250 at launch seems too good to be true. Uh, if it was 250, I might make it a day one buy. Um, don't get, don't quote me on that. Yeah, and uh, I'm sure, sure actually, see Jack. What do you think? I think it'll entirely be 250 dollars. Why? Because they got to be competitively priced with other consoles like the Xbox One or the PS4. Because, like Tyler was saying, you have the most expensive console out in the market where others can just go forth and get something cheaper with an extended library with more. Yeah, stuff like that, and uh, it's a no-brainer for the average I, consumer. I, I agree, but you can also pull out the justification. Oh, look at the new thing! This is the new thing. Yeah, that's gonna be the that's being on top of whatever they might have at launch. That's gonna be a nice thing. Like it, it's a silly thing that a lot of people have sometimes that they want the new big thing, uh, regardless of what it actually is. Right. I have a I have a temptation to get the, Pro, the PlayStation Four Pro right now. I don't really need one. Yeah, I don't have like, 4K I TV, but I have an Xbox One S. Yeah, it's just like, I don't, and there's that thing, and it's like, sometimes, like, it's like, there's a tiny little inkling in my brain that I want the iPhone 7, because I have the iPhone 6 Plus. It's like, the new one's out. A lot of people have that. I'm not going to get the iPhone 7, just because it has the auxiliary cord in it. Well, that is a good um, point, and I do agree with it, Tyler. It's just, when it comes to the 250 price point and stuff, it's also, obviously, it's, it's a lot better of a, a deal in terms of, like, uh, in, right. investing it, inside of it, it I is, mean, but this a... just thinking about it in this way, where it's like you have the console for two fifty, then you get like a sixty dollar, like whatever the hell comes out of there, like a new Mario game or something like that, and then it's cheaper than what you would get, like say a Xbox One S. This is this is just like figuratively speaking. Yeah, um, it's just yeah, but the Xbox One S right now is three hundred, and you could come up with you can get you get a game for it, and it's been out for like two months. If, yep. I'm seeing it being 300 and 350 bundles at launch, and then a few months after launch, like once all the idiots buy it day one. Mm-hmm. Just kidding. Um, they're gonna throw <laughs> fifty dollars. Yeah, uh, <laughs> probably most of the people who listen to this podcast. Uh, they're gonna get. It's, they're gonna do the console price drop, which would cause even more people to buy it, especially right before the holiday season of 2017. Yeah, I, mean, I don't want to do a price drop that soon. I'm just looking at price drops now, like oh, okay. for, for current consoles. It's just oh yeah, yeah. Uh, that's what I'm basing my information on. Okay, yeah, I don't know. I mean, it's it's gonna be interesting. Well, I guess it's All right now. We're getting a lot of rumors, and we're gonna probably get a bunch more um, over the next. We got like seven, eight more weeks before we actually see the thing on January twelfth. Yep. Um, so we're going to be probably doing this a lot. Um, until then, I don't know. Actually, Yay, I don't know the gonna... rumor podcast. Yeah. Well, I mean, I don't know. I don't want to say we're, we're not going to do every single one. It's just a lot came out this yeah. week. Uh, and a lot of big stuff. I imagine as time goes on, we're going to probably get a lot smaller news and things. So we'll cover the bigger stuff, but I'm not, I don't, yeah, I don't, I'm not planning on doing five or six different, um, topics every week about the Nintendo switch rumors. I don't have it in me. Um, Especially after two years of hearing rumors about the NX. Um, <laughs> but moving on, I think, to our last topic of the day. Uh, another Nintendo one. Uh, 
is uh, Super Mario Run. It's coming out December 15th for... Okay, uh, I thought you were on the other way. <laughs> no. Uh, no, it is uh, Super, Super Mario Run. Uh, December 15th for 9.99 coming to um, Apple and... Uh, what's the other one? Uh, Android, Android, yeah. Thank you. Uh, Android, I don't know what Microsoft phones I got. <laughs> it's uh, Google Play. Be, it's going to be a Windows phone. <laughs> yeah, it's going to be a Windows exclusive. Uh, smart it's like, class. fuck you guys. Yeah. Um, no, uh, so that's coming out, like I said, September 15th, 10 bucks. Um, they released like, another little tiny trailer for it. Um, I'm kind of surprised with the price point. Uh, first a little sticker shock, but ooh, 10 bucks for, for a, uh, a yeah. for a, uh, for a game? mobile game, for a mobile game. Yeah. It's, it's a lot. Um, I remember when, uh, Square Enix released the Final Fantasy games, they were like releasing the old ones. I don't know, for like 10, 15 bucks, they got torn apart um, about that by uh, people in the media and everybody involved. Um, uh, but I, thinking about it, I, I, it's not for a, I don't think, it's, I'm not going to say it's a full-blown Mario game, but for a Mario game, it fits anywhere the quality of most of the most other Mario games, it's 10 bucks ain't bad. Um, it, yeah. it definitely is out of the, um, you know, it's just like, uh, impulse buy, especially for a smartphone, it's just like, oh, nine nine cents, whatever. Nine, I'll buy that. Two bucks, I'll buy right. that. Um, Ten bucks is definitely a stop to think about thing, especially for a mobile game. Um, but I, I still think it's going to sell a shit ton of copies. Uh, definitely, it will regardless. If if the Pokemon Go add-on can sell shit ton of copies, this mobile game will sell a lot. I think it should be five dollars. As from what I've seen of the gameplay and whatnot that's yeah. been out there, it should definitely be cheaper than that. But there's still going to be a lot of more people buying that. Well, game. what's the full-on content yeah. inside this game then? You know, if they want to warrant ten dollars for a purchase, it's yeah. basically it's you just freaking uh, make sure Mario keeps running, and it's yeah. weird. What? It's, it's weird. A, it's a... It's a two D yeah. like Temple Run type of game, which are right, fun. Right, right. Uh, I like, I like, They're I play a shit ton of Temple Run, but ten dollars. I mean, it's pretty pricey. Uh, it is for a mobile game, um, but it does. I think the thing is sets it apart though from the rest, or majority of the ones. When there's there's a fucking million of these shitty uh, games on the fucking mobile markets that are out that are free or a dollar, and no, no one can get buried. And that ten dollar, I mean, it's Mario. It's going to stand out there, and it's going to be that price point's going to stand out. It's going to make it's going. I mean, if people are going to pay attention to that, just look just that, like the like, Switch for three hundred, it's like it's the new thing. Yeah, it's the new thing. But... Yeah, it's it's got the, it's got a name. On, it's got the Mario on it. It's going to sell. Right. Uh, it's the highest selling fucking uh, franchise of all time. Mario is. Uh, so I, I I think overall it's going to work out. The only thing I'll say to that though is that if it comes. If they do like a bunch of free updates and free DLC and things like that, or free little events, then that's cool. If they start charging like for those microtransactions, yeah, like, yeah, that's gonna upset me. If they're gonna do stupid like our dollar or two for these events or whatever, that's gonna kind of annoy me. More levels, yeah. Okay. Uh, depending, unless it's like a like a whole bunch more. I mean, if it's a small little things here and there, then that's where it's gonna kind of turn me off on it. But uh, two dollars you have to play as Luigi. <laughs> yeah. uh, five dollars you get to play as donkey kong <laughs> uh 
Um, there will there will be a free to start element though, where you can play a few different modes. There, I guess there's three different modes. I honestly don't know too too much about everything going on with that. Um, there's three different modes. There's like a regular Mario mode and a couple other ones um, that you can play for a couple levels of each in the free to start mode. And then if you want to purchase it, you can from there. Basically, free to start basically means demo. Um, so I don't know. I, I'm I'm gonna pick it up. I mean, regardless. So I'm not gonna sit there and pretend like uh, it's a big turnoff to me. Uh, but yeah, I don't know. It is a big turnoff to me because I don't play mobile games. So I don't either. Um, I mean, I, I get in some. I got into a couple of them when I first got uh, an Android, um, and then when I got uh, when Pokemon Go came out, I got into that for like a week. Um, I'm not gonna sit there and say I'm gonna play this game for six months, but I mean, sh- I, if I'm at work, that'd be I'm longer than I play Pokemon Go. What? I said that'd be longer than I played Pokemon Go. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but if, you know, if, I can, if I'm sitting at a break at work, you know, whatever, it's like, I got 30 seconds to kill, play a level of Mario, you know, then cool. That's perfect. You know, there's a there's like a bunch of levels in there, short levels. It's perfect for, for what that thing is. I wouldn't mind a traditional Mario game. I'd pay $10 for that, like, for the... Like, even if I could just get, like, Super Mario uh, World for my for my phone, I'd buy that. Yeah. Um, I, I, I won't be surprised if one day that becomes a thing. Not anytime soon. Because uh, I think the virtual console stuff is still a pretty good seller. Um, makes a big difference for them on their con- home console standpoint. But um, a day comes, I, I think, the putting those on, like, iPads and... Um, iPhones and smartphones, or anything like that, would be I, that wouldn't be a smart business move. And I think those things with some of those games would sell, like, sell fucking millions, uh, and like tens of millions of dollars off of some of that stuff. Um, but I think get that's your, gonna be get, real quick. Get your stock yeah. in Nintendo before the fall or before, uh, before the start of the year. Oh yeah, yeah. I'm sure if you, uh, it's pretty high pretty expensive i'd lucky to be able to buy one i'm sure um <laughs> that one will turn into five i'm sure <laughs> maybe um but that, i think that might wrap up the show actually for us this week uh well gables do you have a retro game week for us yes i do as a matter of fact for my retro game of the week i decided to go a little bit upon and this is going to be a little bit of a drag right here i'm going to go with the original mega man the original Mega Man is often touted as one of the hardest Mega Mans for the NES because of, especially like how difficult the courses were, how they were arranged, how the boss battles were, and this and that, though. But in my personal experience, though, playing through Mega Man wasn't really too bad. I did have trouble at first trying to play through the game, like on uh, my Mega Man Anniversary Collection disc <laughs> that I had on the GameCube. Which included, like, I think it was, like, all six games plus two additional types of games that were never released in the U.S. But, uh, but the original Mega Man had a lot of, like, great bosses. A lot of memorable ones, like Cut Man, Guts Man, Elect Man. Just stuff like that where you just inherited their ability and, like, friggin' could take out the other robot masters with different abilities. And, like, remember all these crazy-ass, like, <laughs> these music and stuff like that. Nowadays, it's like, I can go through the original Mega Man in, like, almost one sitting because of uh, (laughs) how uh, simple it is for me to go through and know which boss 
weapon works against what boss, and then going through the Wily stages. And man, the first Wily stages were were they are still kind of tough because you got to go through at least a couple different types of bosses. The first one being the most infamous called the Yellow Devil. And it's the name is just like how it proceeds and stuff. Basically, it's this big yellow blob, like a mass or something like that, that forms like this uh, gigantic sort of giant or something like that with just one eye, and just it breaks itself apart, just flings its little like spiritual like like yellow balls and stuff right at you. So you have to try to avoid that in order to try to get some sort of damage upon it by using a Leckman's like electric spark attack or something to shoot its eye. But if you were playing the NES version, there was a little trick behind it where if you paused and, like, uh, unpaused really quickly while you did, like, uh, while you hit, like, the Yellow Devil with that little electric bolt, it would actually whittle down the HP, like, so quickly. Like, uh, it would whittle it down to basically almost half or almost nothing and stuff. So it would make that boss battle entirely easier. I've never done that, but I've... It's just a crazy glitch inside that original game. But the from the boss battles to the music to like all the various like other stuff about the original Mega Man, yeah, it is a tough classic to go and try to play through now, especially if you've never played a Mega Man game. But as for myself though, I I really enjoyed it. It was a fun experience. There were obviously many more sequels after it. Another of which, you know, Mega Man 2 happens to be one of my favorite games. And I'm still playing bits and pieces of 3, but it it's taken some time because some of those freaking stages are kind of difficult for me to go through. But, uh, yeah, that was the Retro Game of the Week, Mega Man. Alright, man. Well, very cool. Uh, thank you guys so much for listening. Uh, if you always want to hear more from us, we are uh, on Facebook. We have a paging group. Uh, it is Jingarian Podcast on there, so like and join us on there. On Twitter, we are um, at GenGamingPod, so follow us on there. Um, on YouTube, we are at Generation Gaming, uh, so subscribe and like our videos on there. We, we, we post them up there every so often. Um, the podcast goes up on there, um, so you can watch it on there. Give us a thumbs up, appreciate that. Um, and subscribe as well. And also on Twitch, we are at GenGamingPodcast, so uh, subscribe to us there. And uh, Follow! Follow! Thank you. Uh, Sorry for your cough there. You sound sick, but you should get the check out. Um, <laughs> well, thank you guys so much for listening. I was host. I was Tyler. I've been Jake. And I have been the Jack of Hearts, Colonel Gables. <laughs> GG, everyone. You have too many names. I know. Bye. He's got one name. It's Colonel fucking Gables. The artist formerly known as Suplex Machine. <laughs> I thought I had a ton of names. You have a shit ton of names. I know. See everybody. My new name for next week's gonna be Mud. Anyway. It's gonna be Muck backwards. Muck. Oh god, no. (laughs) 